0: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective, Teaching, Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton.
1: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's good to be with you today. Uh, last week, I had to take a a, a day off, uh, not a planned day off. You know, I, I hope you enjoyed the uh, retake of the show. Uh, I couldn't make it into the to the studio because uh, I had this goofy accident. You know, it's just it was. Uh, still, I still think about it. Lay up, trying to think about it because I'm I'm an analytical type of guy, and I'm always trying to figure out exactly what did happen. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm just going back over my mind. But if you're a Facebook friend with me, you know, I, I kind of posted a post, and and uh and I have a reputation for for being a comedian and a clown. So at first, people didn't even believe the post. They were just like, like, oh yeah, you know, was the was the punchline coming in that? But you know, there was there was no punchline. You know, it was It was serious and what what happened to me was is that we had to move the vehicles the the church vehicles so that they can cut down a tree at the at the church They put a sign up, move the vehicle so uh i went to move the vehicle and we have one that one van that uh it's an older van and the 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 gear shift kind of sticks and so it was it was uh still dinging as if the keys or lights were on but keys and lights weren't on so you got to try to play with a little bit to get it right in there. And so the guy was a little frustrated with trying to get it in, in in gear. So I said, you know, let, let me do it. And, uh, and you go move the other van. And so he went to go move the other van and, and, uh, I grabbed the steering wheel to pull myself up into the van and, uh, to, you know, just, just to get it, you know, to get it off and, it turned it off. And then I slipped on some wet leaves that were on the ground as I was pulling myself up. So I had no footing. So I started going up and back at the same time. And, uh, and then I, I hit the pavement on my head. I mean, I hit it hard. I mean, it's I, not since, not since the ballroom brawl days, I think I ever got hit that hard. I, mean, I was like, I was like, Whoa, I was laying there wet. Cause it was wet. It was last Wednesday, uh, it was wanting to snow, but it was too warm. So it was raining. So I'm, I'm landing. I mean, these wet leaves, uh, you know, pants wet, just laying there. And all of a sudden I look up, I see the door of the van coming at me. So I duck my head down so I don't get hit by the door and didn't realize that on my way falling that I had got caught in the door and, uh, it just ripped my coat up real bad. And, uh, and so when I let my head down, my head was hurting so bad. I was so dazed. I didn't realize that the van was rolling over me and it rolled over um, both my legs and then rolled up the curb, rolled into a lot and then stopped. You know, so when they came and ran to my side, asked me if I was okay, I just was like, man, stop that van. Cause I was, I didn't want to hit anybody's car. <laughs> it's moving. We i don't know why it's moving. I mean, the only thing I could think of maybe as I was falling you know, I grabbed the gear shifter. You know, but even then, the engine revved, and I wasn't in the van. No one was in the van, and the engine revved, and and that's why I had enough momentum to run over both my legs up the curb, and you know, in in the back, you know, till it finally just stopped. And uh, and so you know, they they asked me if I have people running to my side. There was a lot of people out there. It was the the, the guys working on the roof and. And uh, people at the stoplights, busy intersections. So they were like, you know, you all right? And you go to the hospital, you know, don't move, don't move, don't move. And I'm like, don't move, man. I got somewhere to go, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, I got to hurry and get to Menards so I can get to so I can get to dialysis. You know what I mean? I, if I'm late for dialysis again, the nurses gonna kill me, right? And so, so I I get up and they said, don't get up, man. You know, let's get you. They got they saw me walking. They like, how are you walking? Yeah, you know I mean? I said, man, let's go. Let's go to Menards. I mean, I'm wet. I'm soaked, cold. You know, I just want to get this day over with. I'm feeling a little embarrassed. So I went and rocked my head. Had no idea I had this big old knot on my head. Just no idea. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just wanting to get things done and understand me. I am I got things I have to do, and I'm not going to let uh, nothing stop me from getting it done. So we put the van back in the spot and get there. I go to Menards. And walk around, as I'm walking around Menards, I feel my shoe getting tight. And I said, "Oh man, my ankle's starting to swell." Right, so we get out of Menards, we get back to the church, and I'm blocked in because the, the the tree cutters, all their trucks are blocking me in, and I can't leave. So I have to wait till they finish. So while I'm waiting for them in the office, my um, my ankle is just getting bigger. I'm looking down there like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to go somewhere." You know, <laughs> I'm like, "I hope I don't have to." I didn't do nothing to this thing, you know. But I walked on it pretty fine and you know it wasn't wasn't painful. So I went to urgent care. Didn't know whether to go to urgent care or to emergency room. I just went to urgent care. And they told me I had an hour and a half wait. And I said, okay, you know, I'll just sit here, send some emails, do some things, whatever. And then um I took my hat off. <laughs> and when I took my hat off and she saw my head, she said, Did you you said you hit your head? I said, Yeah, I hit my head first. She said, She said, She said, She just started, ran to the back. And I said, What's wrong with my head that this woman, you know, is looking at me like like something. So I go in the bathroom and I got this other head growing out of my head, man. I'm like, I ain't never seen a nut. I, I look like one of those cartoon heroes where they get bombed and the thing grew up and their hat sits on top of it. And I, was there, I was like, what the world? man, they had me in that back room in like five minutes, you know, wanting to do a, a CT scan on, on my head and uh and get me in there and and uh but needless to say, you know, there was no broken bones. There was no Concussion, um, nothing there. Uh all all they kept saying is that, you know, you are a lucky guy. You are you're just a lucky they said, Wow, we had never seen nobody and said, was it was the front of the back of the van. I said, the front of the van, you know. They said, But that's where all the weight is. You know, it it kind of ripped up some soft tissue in my in my leg. You know what I mean? It's it aches. And I got a boot on, trying to learn how to navigate with a boot. They gave me some crutches that must weigh about 40 pounds. I, I mean, it must have been old school lead line crutches. You know, this, you know, they must have thought I was a superhero, so I need lead line crutches. I, it was, it was, it was, them bugs was heavy. And uh, and so, but, you know, and it took me a while to think about it. And one of the guys that was out there, you know, helping us at the church day you know, move the vehicles. Uh, he just recently gave his life to the Lord. And, uh, you know, and he just looked at me and he was like, man, prior to the day, I just didn't believe in miracles. He said, but you know, you know, that's a miracle. And and, and so it took me because understand, because I'm such a doer, right. And God has been dealing with me lately is that I need to learn how to be and not just do. Cause I love doing, you know what I mean? I love working. You know what I mean? That, 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 that my flesh loves to work. You know what I mean? It, it it does. You know what I mean? and, you know, even on some of the boards I sit on, I just get bored with all the talking. I like when they give me an assignment and tell me this is what you have to do. And you know, and then I can I can work with that I because I c I cause I'm a doer as opposed to being with God saying you need to be more. Just be. Be who I have in you. Be be just be, you know, be Joseph Sutton, redeemed child of God. Don't try to do, you know, all the time and, and get something account. I was so busy trying to do that I wasn't even paying no attention, you know, to, you know, whether something might be injured or not. I was, I knew I had to go to Menards and then I got to go to dialysis. So my schedule took precedence over everything. But even in the midst of that, my schedule took precedence on me stopping to thank God, you know, you know, for being able to, uh, to survive the moment. Just the hit on the head wasn't, I mean, I, I rocked. You know, I used to always pride myself to can't nobody knock me out with one punch. But it was like, oh, my goodness, that that rock over there was like, I was like, I see, I see why people. I remember when I was young, I was boxing and I got hit. I got hit so many times so fast that I couldn't see. You know, I mean, I, I just couldn't see. And then when I finally got one lucky punch in, the guy took his gloves off and said, I quit. Right. But he didn't know I couldn't even see him. Yeah, you know I mean, I just threw out there and hit, you know, he quit off one punch. You know, if he had stayed in, he would have beat me cuz I was I was standing there with my guards up, but I was really knocked out on my feet, you know what I mean? But and I won. And then I quit boxing. I never boxed again. <laughs> I said this getting beat stuff is not that is just not in my in my DNA, you know what I mean? So I said, "Let me out of here because it was my first time boxing. I wasn't used to gloves." I'm I'm good with my hands, but when you got a, a you know extra eight to twelve ounces on your hand, you're a little slower. So I mean, so he was just and he was he was experienced boxer, and because I was always chubby, I had to fight people older than me because they went by weight, not by age. So this cat just was straight clinic. <laughs> he was just straight clinic, me. <laughs> and I got one punch in, knocked him back up against the ropes, and he just he he took the gloves off and said, "I quit." At the one punch, and he didn't know I was done. <laughs> I was done. He was a hit on everybody's card. You know, what I mean, I he just couldn't take a punch. But man, I I said, you know, I had to ask God to forgive me because whereas the people around me could see God's hand, I was I couldn't see God's hand. I just only thing I can see is that I was on a schedule and this was holding me up. And you know, and and I, you know, I just want to just share sometimes. And I start asking God. I say, God, you know, you have given us so much. And especially in a country like we live in, it has so much. You know, we don't take the time sometimes to just appreciate what you have given us. And the sad thing about most of the things that God has given us, we haven't even we haven't even opened up probably a third of the gifts that He's given us. Knowing His Word, there's a verse that says this: "That no weapon formed against us shall prosper." Doesn't say we don't have to deal with the weapon. We don't have to endure what the weapon produces. It just says that the weapon won't prosper you know what i mean it, it just is it's not going to be there. it ain't, it's not going to accomplish that which whoever's yielding the weapon hopes it accomplishes and you know and so here i am and for whatever reason you know uh 2016 has been a year of um of uh you know medical bills for me you know what i mean that but the that the thing about it is i come out on the other side and it's always a testimony, you know what I mean? that People can't, you know, they can't understand. I was I was telling my wife, that, you know, the other night I just said, you know, you know, even when I had to get the triple bypass and I took all the different tests, the nuclear stress test, the, the um, whatever, the ultrasound, what, all, all the things they went me through and I passed all of them. They say, your heart is healthy. But yet I had four 90% plus blocks, you know, restricting blood flow but my heart was still healthy. You know what I mean? Enough for me to pass all of the tests. And it wasn't until they actually put the camera in my chest that they could see the blocks. But yet my heart was healthy by not even getting a, a, a third to half of what it should have, what it should have received. And, and so, you know, God, he keeps me, you know what I mean? I, I you know, and I don't know why, because a, a very good friend of mine passed away, Pastor Rufus Thibodeau uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, when I first started pastoring, you know, Pastor Thibodeau would come and, uh, would come and visit me. You know what I mean? He would come and my, my wife would be like one day. She said, who got a Jaguar parked in front of our church? <laughs> and it was Pastor Thibodeau. He would come in there and, and, uh, and, you know, we got to talk in and, and I'm like, you know, I'm a young pastor. And I want to, why is this seasoned pastor, you know, coming to see me, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, He just said, you know, he knows how hard it is to pastor uh, an urban church, and uh, and you know, wanting to give up and things that happen, and he's been there, and he wanted me to know that if I ever needed somebody to talk to, needed any help, that that he was there for me, man. And I really appreciate that because he didn't he didn't have to he didn't have to do that, you know what I mean. But he not only did it for me, he did it for tons of other people, you know, trying to make this journey of bringing the gospel you know, to the city where we don't lose, you just don't lose soldier. And, you know, he would always encourage me, we'd go, you know, whether it was coffee, breakfast, whatever we would do. So over the years, these last 16 years, you know, he's just become a friend. And uh, and so sometimes I look at it and I said, you know, now he's, you know, he's he's gone, but I'm still here. And, uh, and you know, and I realized, you know, yeah, I'm definitely a big believer in purpose and, and I will be here no matter what until my purpose is done. When my purpose is done, I don't really wanna stay. You know, I I'd rather I'd rather go. I mean, I know some people always give me a hard time about that, but uh, you know, I just can't see anything better than actually being with Jesus. I love my relationship with Jesus that I have now and you know, in the spirit, but I wanna become a spirit and be with him too. I, I love Jesus and I I want to be with him. You know what I mean? And I know to be with him means to be absent from some other people that I love, like, you know, my wife and my family and, and friends and things like that. But uh, I think the trade off is just it's just it's not even close. You know, it's just not even close. But while I'm here, you know, what I mean, I have to do what it is that God wants me to do. And I think one of the main things that I have to understand in my own life is to take time to be, you know, to, 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 to be not doing the things to, that I think a believer should do But just be a believer You know just, just be you know, And allow people to see The Holy Spirit working through me uh, Getting things accomplished through me And I think I've done my job well When people don't see me You know and that's one of the purposes of Isaiah 61 Is to, um, to let you know That God is still working in the city right? and, and, and God is still doing things and sometimes attack things from uh, a different perspective, you know, an urban perspective. So we're going to take a break. We will come back and wrap it up and talk about some practical things that we can do to be. And I uh, just want you guys to know that uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And watch out for your own vehicles. All right. <laughs>
0: Right now on FishtwinCities.com, you'll hear Chestnuts roasting on an open fire And new favorites Today the Holy Son of God is born in Bethlehem We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas Spreading joy all season long at FishtwinCities.com. Listen while you travel with the free Fish mobile app Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge
1: Hey, welcome back to Isaiah sixty-one, the radio ministry of uh, the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Uh, you know it's cold outside, y'all. Oh, it's just a big difference, man. I, you know, I, 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 I think about trying to start some ministry in the Southern Hemisphere that they can allow me to <laughs> allow me to leave and come back, man. Is 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 out there? So you still, you know, but we're still, you know, trying to do a outreach to young people. Still uh, doing some things. We're gonna do a couple of things during the. During the Christmas break, I just want to uh, make you aware of uh, as you know we have a we have a, a track team that competes in the uh, winter and summer, and so we start started winter workouts, and uh, and so it's been it's been a joy. Yeah, you know, of course, I missed the last winter workouts because I, I mean I didn't want to walk with no boot, but uh, you know just seeing you know young kids, you know we do body strength training and uh, how to work with their own body, and, and uh, just seeing them just you know doing pull-ups, beginning pull-ups, and things like that. It's always a joy. But uh, during the break, you know, December 21st, 22nd, 23rd, December uh, 27th, 29th, and 30th, we're doing a track camp those two weeks. And at this camp, we'll we'll go over the basics of track and field, warming up, uh, sprinting, distance work, jumping, throwing. Uh, We'll do some pool workouts, uh, take them in the pool and show them how to work out in the pool, do some different things like that. Uh, and, and, and there's no cost. I mean, there's no cost. And we open it uh, to the public. So if you have a, a child that uh, is a runner or a child is, just wants to get uh, faster, stronger, you know, uh, come out and share, come out and share with us. You know, just you contact me. You have to uh, email me. My email is Sutton, Sutton's s u t t o n s m p l at AOL dot com. Yes, I have an AOL email address. That's how old it is. And I'm going to keep it because I'm old. So <laughs> I can't even remember how to get into my Gmail. I got Isaiah61 at gmail.com. I can't even check it because I don't get in there. But you want to hit me at Sutton's MPL at AOL.com. Email me about the, the track thing or, you know, feel free to call me on my cell phone, 612-251-5717. Everybody has that number. So it is it's, There's not a secret code number around here. So, uh, you know, just to let me know if you, you have a child is interested. We go from ages 6 to 18. And, uh, you know, there's a winter season coming up. And if your child wants to try the winter season to see if uh, track is a sport for them or if they just want to use it as a conditioning sport, you know, to to to, to get in shape, to get ready for baseball or football or whatever they want to do, uh, we're there. You know what I mean? We're there. We're there for you. And uh, we'll also do a, a youth all-nighter, you know, with games and everything like that and food. We'll do that on the 29th of December. Once again, just contact me there for details. It'll pop up on our page at dot. S O T L dot O R G that's the spirit of the Lord church website that you can go there and you'll find it there. And uh track website is Eagles wings track.com. And you can go there and find out about our team and do some things like that. So um, the main thing that we do and the reason why, like I said, I do this program is because to let you know that God is doing something good in the city and uh, you'll never know unless somebody communicates it. And you know, that's why I bring on different Different people, different ministers, different uh, outreach workers from the city and give perspective so that you can know that God is doing something good in the city. Cause I know some of you pray for the city. Uh, some of you help, help out in the city. And I just want you to know that, that he's working. He's moving. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, you know, sometimes when you're a small church pastor, you got to have a little Holy Ghost MacGyver in you. You know what I mean? You got to make that thing work. <laughs> you don't have the resources to buy it brand new, but you got to put something together. And uh, and make it work. So, I mean, small church dynamics and then also the urban context, it makes it for a real interesting, real interesting pot of soup that you get there. But contentment, you know, uh, the verse in First Timothy, and I talked about this before, 6, 6 says, I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible, so it's got a lot of extra to it. It says, it is indeed a source of immense profit for godliness, accompanied with contentment, that contentment, which is a sense of inward sufficiency, is great an abundant game. You know what I mean? And you know, you can be content and you can be godliness, but godliness with contentment is a great and abundant game is a great game, you know, and, 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 and being content and no, know, it's knowing that I have everything that I need to accomplish what God has called me to. I do not have to sit up there and say, I can't, I do not have to sit up there and say, I'm waiting. It's there. You know what I mean? Now, I may have to grow it. You know, I may have to train it. You know what I mean? But it's there. You know what I mean? It's there. It's not prepackaged. You know, it's not like pancake complete. You know, <laughs> I may have to walk in the barn and find the eggs and I may have to go out and beat the grain to make the flour and then I got to do, you know, churn the butter, but it's there. Or I know we would prefer just to get a box of complete and all we got to do is add water and then it's there. Uh, but you know, if you ever tasted the difference, there is a difference. You know what I mean? When you do it yourself. And so, you know, we, we got to have godliness, you know, meaning that I, I order my life and I allow God to live through me because in this flesh, you know, dwells no good thing. So I have to allow the Holy spirit to work through my life. And when I do that and I can stay content, the enemy's job is to make me discontent. His job is to come in and make me feel like I need more or you know, or I, I I it's just always something that I'm missing. And so therefore I'm not doing the will and call of God in my life because I'm always feeling short. I'm always feeling that I have to do. You know, I mean I'm not even satisfied with my salvation because I feel like I gotta work for it or I, I owe God something for doing something to me and and I, and I really don't owe God anything. You know, what I mean, I don't owe him anything, you know, what I mean, because the price has already been paid. You know, what I mean? but the thing about it is, is out of my relationship with him and out of my love for him that I choose to do. But he's asking me to be, you know, what I mean, to allow him to work through me. And when I do that, the results are fantastic. But then every now and then, you know, that old nature creeps in and, and, and I want to do, you know, and my encouragement for you is this, is that is that you can't just be and still digest the things of this world. You can't be kingdom without. Living in a kingdom, you know what I mean. You can't be righteous or you can't be godly unless you place yourself in an environment of godliness and righteousness. Meaning that we have to make spending time with God our number one priority. You know, even when I'm spending time with my wife, you know, it's a guy. But I I woke up in the morning like four o'clock in the morning, right? Woke up with this song, you know, on my mind, and then and my wife having to be up too, and I was like, she said, "Why are you up?" I said, "I'm this song. I can't get it." So. She ran and, and uh, grabbed her iPad and, and went and found the song. And we got to singing the song in the bed. And then we realized, hey, it is four in the morning. We better carry our happy self to sleep, but we ain't going to want to get up and, <laughs> and we ain't going to want to go to church because it's Sunday morning. you know what But even in our being, even in our enjoying God, even in me enjoying my wife, you know what I mean? God is there. And I'm allowing him to be who he wants to be in me. So have a great week in the Lord. See you next week. And I promise you,